Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 18, Episode 3, Throwing stones in glass houses. So are they in glass houses or are we throwing stones at glass houses from glass houses? Janelle doesn't have a house. Janelle is homeless. So how does this work? Whose house is she throwing rocks at? The Shira Chateau. Fingers crossed. It's Robin and Cody's house. It's her only option. This is the episode we've all been waiting for. The big fight, the big confrontation, the big fuck you. And our guests just based on the trailer that was released. We figured it was going to happen early on in the season. What is this, episode three? I guess that's pretty early on for Sister Wives. (laughs) Based on Sister Wives' historical pacing, we are moving quickly. Because you could have cut the first episode entirely from the canon presentation. They should have done that. You know how sometimes there'll be like a catch-up episode? We need this to be like an HBO special. Uh, Married at First Sight episode zero. Exactly. You don't need to watch this if you're familiar enough with the canon of Sister Wives, but we sat through it. So here we are at episode three. And the TLC description for this one is, Cody vents to his friends about his ongoing anger over his divorce. Janelle's sons are still not talking to Cody, and the divided family may celebrate another holiday separately. A discussion about Christmas blows up into the worst fight Janelle and Cody have ever had. It was explosive. It was particularly disturbing. It was a biggie fight. When I felt like we got pulled into the fight, when Cody broke the fourth wall. Well, yeah, that didn't do me any favors because it felt like he was speaking directly to me, which I did not like. (laughs) No, 
I would strongly suggest that we stay away from that moving forward. Let's never have Cody speak directly into the camera again during a scene. Make an eye contact. Pointing aggressively at us, just like Janelle on the couch. And it's like, whoa, I don't like confrontation. I don't like being part of this. Please don't pull me into this. I was just here to yell things at my TV screen. I don't want to be involved in the actual fight. Now you're making me a whole thing. Okay, so anyways, we know that we have a episode rewrite for this one that's got to be a little bit more descriptive than what TLC was able to put together. So let's hear it, Carly. Cody forms the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Janelle gets accused of gaslighting a gaslighter. Mary tires of being the third will. The third will. It's not her first will. It's not her second will. Her third final will and testament. She's about to be out of here. (laughs) You can tell she's losing her patience. It's about time she loses her patience. We've all lost our patience about 10 years ago. Announcements? Short and sweet this week? If you're enjoying the episode, you can listen to our episodes ad-free over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash survivingpod. You can also chat with us live every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time while Sister Wives is airing new episodes. That's all happening over on our Discord channel under the Season 18 chat, so we'll be doing the live chats over there. And we have recaps of shows outside of the Sister Wives universe. Anything you can imagine. 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight, Teen Mom, Obscure Fundy Documentaries. That apparently are getting harder and harder to find on streaming services, as we're finding out from the Discord chats. But we saw them, we recapped them, so you can check them out over there. Let's get this pony in the water. Get it swimming. We might need to explain that because we probably have some new listeners for the new season. So (laughs) that is just a general term from the podcast that came from our first margarita episode that we did way back, episode six or episode seven. It's just a drunken phrase. It's a turn of phrase. It's a pink elephant phrase, if you will, that Carly just whipped up on a whim during that episode. So that's just how we get things started around here. It's how we get things going. Okay. We are in. Oklahoma for a Manosphere convention, right? We are at Brian's place, who, if you may recall, that is Cody's business partner. And the COVID groom. The COVID groom, to which Cody was a wedding officiant, where we got to see so many dance moves on the floor at that time. Brian, let's just call it what it is. He is a brave soul who handed Cody a microphone (laughs) during COVID quarantines At the peak of Cody's mental instability with his relationship with Christine. And he just let him fly. He's like, let him cook. We're going to see what happens. It doesn't seem like a lot was riding on the wedding. I hope not. Because, man, he is a risk taker. We've also got another friend here who is familiar from family weddings. We've got Nathan, who you may recall from Maddie and Caleb's wedding. He was the poor soul that Cody tested out many, many opening lines for the ceremony on. If he has time, he likes to try a few different opening jokes. (laughs) And he also officiated Aspen and Mitch's wedding. Spoiler alert, we're not there yet in the rewatch. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but I was made aware that Nathan was the officiant for Aspen and Mitch's wedding. Well, and Nathan happens to be a polygamist, except he's kind of almost assumed to be ex-polygamist because he has two wives and one of them is in the process of leaving him. So seems to be probably the best person to be getting some advice from right now. It's topical. It applies to Cody's situation in a personal way. And finally, 
we have Cody's youngest brother, Michael, who you may remember from the episode where all of his brothers came to visit and they went to a bar, right? That was the and most rode, exciting thing that happened in that episode. Yeah, and rode motorcycles. I think that was the general storyline for that entire episode. The whole 42 minutes. The whole premise. So Cody's just kind of taking this sounding board and he's trying to use all of these adult men to process his own emotions. Because again, Cody is incapable of processing his own emotions. He needs a Robin filter, but she's not here. He's got dude time here. But it's also kind of a therapy session for him. Without that bitch Nancy. And without any of those pesky self-realizations. So Cody is a man, as we have come to find out. And obviously the only emotional state he's allowed to experience is anger. So that's pretty much where he is all day, every day in this process. That's the only emotion that we've heard him talk about so far. And that's how he's kicking off the conversation. He was relieved, actually. That's the first emotion he felt when Christine kicked him out. Remember the boxes? He was like, you know what? I'm kind of at peace with this. That didn't seem like relief from what we saw, right? That didn't seem like relief. I think Cody confuses throwing your hands up the air and saying, uh, I guess that's it. I'm not going to work on this anymore with relief. No, just the fact that she packed all of his stuff. He didn't have to worry about it. Maybe that was the relief. You're right. He didn't have to bust out his, his trusty moving denims and his gloves to get things all situated there. A weight off his shoulders. Right. But then he started reading stuff online about men and divorce. And then he got angry. Angry enough to start hating women, including Robin. Whoa, we're lumping Robin in on that category now? She's not just any woman to Cody. But why does he care? Doesn't that show that you care if you're angry? Aren't you upset? Doesn't that imply that there is a basis of care that was in that relationship? Because that's what he keeps trying to go back on is that he never even cared about Christine. Yes, but you're assuming Cody is a normal person. And I guess what I would say to that is if he is truly a narcissist, then he's most likely angry about the fact that he has been humiliated in front of the whole world, having one of his wives leave him in a way that also blindsided him. Allegedly, even though it came as a surprise to absolutely no one else on the face of planet Earth. (laughs) But I would also probably pay a substantial amount of money just to see some of Cody's other search history based on how helpful his initial search went of finding the Manosphere stuff and all of those takeaways and lessons learned that he gleaned from all of that valuable, valuable information. He was definitely deep on a Reddit forum somewhere. Oh, he was on 4chan. (laughs) Reading about how men get screwed over in divorce. He was trying to figure out how to install the dark web. (laughs) Poor Nathan, man. He's trying to give at least one good piece of advice. He's suggesting, Cody, dude, why don't you look in the mirror and just own everything that you've done? A lot of negative things come rooted from either fear or delusion. So you need to be honest with yourself. And this is pretty good advice, but Cody's not one to take that. No, he actually kind of just glazes over it because he's not going to take accountability for anything that he's done. Never has, never will. Yeah, no, that's not really my style. He does, though, identify some other emotions that he's feeling. Christine leaving was relief. Family splitting up. That is the grief. The grief is not about his relationship with Christine. It's about the family becoming separate. And then the kids. The kids are sad about divorce because kids always envision their parents will love each other forever. It's this fantasy that kids live with, that moms and dads actually care about each other. 
I'm going to say that the brown kids, the sadness probably comes from the hope that their father would love them and be in their lives forever and seeing that not happening. No, but that's hard for Cody to interpret. He doesn't want to look at it from that angle. So we're not going to talk to the kids. We're not going to ask them for their perspective. We're just going to stay with what's my view, what's my take on this. That's what we're going to go with. Well, he can also blame Christine if they're upset about the divorce. Well, yeah, and that's why he keeps getting triggered every time Christine is brought up because it's the reason why the family's falling apart is because Christine is leaving. So now that's what's causing all this pain for his other children. Nothing else. Nothing else. It's not anything that he's doing. It's the stuff that Christine is doing, clearly. So we're really getting a glimpse into the mind of the Cody Coaster, as Robin referred to it. Taking a ride on the old bone roller coaster, right? <laughs> there are some positives, though, right? With polygamy, kind of. Are there? <laughs> Have we seen them yet? Well, what Cody tells us is that polygamy dilutes personalities. So instead of just leaving a wife that you can't stand, you just marry another one. Is that good? Is that a selling point that polygamy dilutes personalities? Is this man proud of this? Uh, it seems to be exactly what he did. Because Mary hears that and she says she wants to vomit because she knows deep down that her personality inspired him to marry Janelle. She knew she needed to be cut back with something, a strong blend, too strong. Did you see, though, that talking head with Mary? Something about it felt different. Like it feels almost like it was filmed after she decided to leave him because she has some very strong emotions that we haven't seen come from Mary yet. Well, I do like that they're cutting in reactions to all the stupid shit that Cody is saying, where they're telling the wives then, because that's the benefit. They used to do all of these interviews where everybody in the family sat on the couch together, and it was hard to get individual takes. Now, allegedly, they started filming separately because of COVID, but the benefit that we got out of that is now you can talk shit about people when they're not there. And that's what we want. And you don't have Robin trying to correct what you're saying. Or explain it in a way that Cody will understand and be able to process. <laughs> While we're on the topic of mistakes made, Michael asks Cody, well, is there anything you maybe would have done differently to save your marriage? Anything you can name. Cody's like, I don't know. COVID changed a lot of social norms and marriage in general is a 50-50 shot. Any way you look at it, polygamous, monogamous, any way you cut it, it's kind of whatever. This man can only come up with one time that he fucked up in his marriage with Christine. But you know what? Yeah, there's there's one spot that I do remember, I think. Which was, we've heard this over and over again about how there was a time in their marriage where Christine was really done with polygamy. She was expressing to Cody that she didn't enjoy it. She hated living it every day. And instead of validating her emotions, he would get angry at her and say, well, look at all these things polygamy has given you, this family, whatever. So that's what he would have done differently. Me. It gave you me. You don't like me? You're rejecting me. I don't like that. It was so crushing to hear Christine then explain what her real issue with polygamy was which was that she put so much into this marriage with Cody. She did anything and everything for him. And then when she needed something, he would say no. He never returned that level of commitment. And all of those ridiculous things that Cody claims that Christine was asking for that he never even gave Robin is directly contradicted when Christine is explaining all I was asking for was I can see you being super dad for Robin's kids. Can you please 
do that for my children as well, asking for the same level of treatment, not more than what Robin was getting, just I see what's happening with you and Robin's kids, and I would like that as well. I was enraged when he tried to rewrite history and say Robin never got the types of things that Christine asked for. I'm sorry, Robin's kids have a father who's present and doesn't spend more than 48 hours away from them. Dayton and Saul have a father who came with them to get surgery. Ari has a father who checks her lunchbox and picks her up from school. Which Gwen said on her Patreon, she does not have any memories of that when she was going to school. There are very obvious differences in the level of involvement Cody has when he's at Robin's house versus what he has when he's at Christine's house. And all she was asking was to see that be done in her house as well. So now here comes the million dollar question. How do you think it's going to go when Christine inevitably, because you know, she's a freaky bitch (laughs) when she finds another man, it's going to happen sooner rather than later, probably. So let's start preparing for it. And Cody's main interpretation is that he's probably not going to care unless he does. That's basically what he's figured out at this point. He has absolutely no idea because he can't even place himself into that situation to figure out what the emotions would be in that circumstance until he gets there, which I can guarantee it's probably just going to be angry. That's all he's going to go to. I have a feeling that we're going to see him get very upset about the relationship that David has with Truly, despite the fact that he has been the one who has not enabled that to be a closer relationship between himself and his child. Isabel, truly, Gwen, any of his adulting children coming into adulthood with Christine now. Just using my knowledge of teen mom for what I predict to see, I don't know, three seasons from now. Deadbeat dad syndrome that's (laughs) taking place here. But if you could, if Christine was going to sit down and talk about this, would you take her up on that? This was the most outrageous thing he said in this conversation, in my opinion. Because this is where we're talking about post-breakup grief counseling, which, dear God, nobody should be doing that. The thing that upset me was he said he would apologize to Christine for the things he did wrong, which I guess was that one thing. Just the one. And set her free. That phrase irritated me in that he feels like he still has some control over her. And her moving on and living her life, which I think is the thing that has actually made him angry, was that she did that all without him. She didn't need to be set free by him. Without his permission. Yeah, that's what I'm most upset about. She set herself free. And she's long over this already. Well, at least Cody has all of the lessons that he's learned along the way. And this way, he'll be able to preserve his other marriages now, right? Right. He has really seen how this anger has affected those other relationships, and he's learned from it. Well, I mean, just for the one that matters, the the one marriage that's still important. I'm not going to yell at Robin. I'm going to yell at Janelle. And I'm just not going to talk to Mary. Still. Well, well, that's the status quo. Yeah. Those are still marriages, technically. <laughs> Mary wishes that Cody would yell at her. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back in Flagstaff. Janelle is ready to finalize those holiday plans to do things separately this year. Yeah, because we got interrupted. The last time we were talking about this was at the fire pit fight, and it did not go well. She was just being constantly berated by Cody. He was just talking at her. They weren't really coming to a consensus on anything. So get ready for more of that. Cody barges in, and he's really making himself at home as soon as he walks into this apartment that he's been in maybe one other time. You know what killed me is how he had to look around because he did not know where the cups were. (laughs) He did take a couple of tries, but... He's really enjoying some hot water that he has poured for himself to drink. Because he's a 92-year-old man. (laughs) It's very cold outside, and this is the only way he can regulate his body temperature. I'm surprised he did not complain that Robin usually keeps... A bowl of lemons nearby so that he can make some hot lemon water. Next to the tea kettle, probably. And then he immediately comments on how small her Christmas tree is. After dropping cups into the sink and making a total racket, intruding on Janelle's evening here that's taking place, then he shits on her tree. (laughs) This is why everyone hates when he comes over. How stressed would you be? You're trying to like work through something because Janelle's working. She's on her computer. She's in the middle of something and he just barges in and starts clunking around in the kitchen and then asking her stupid questions about her little tiny baby tree. We have a much bigger tree at Robin's house. Oh, man, you guys got a really small tree. That's tiny. Then we get a flashback to the entire fire pit patio fight. It it was basically the whole conversation over again. I mean, they cut maybe 45 seconds to which I say, why? You should have just thrown him in there. (laughs) We were that close to the whole thing. 99% of it. Cody's really devastated about the outcome of that conversation because it's looking like they're going to spend the holiday separate. And it's like a knife to the heart. A knife to the, and he had to pause and think about which organ it was going to be this time because it's not a kidney. The knife in the heart. He's wounded by this. And he's recycling lines on Janelle again. Same thing. We're taking the the argument we had for Mary, applying it to Christine, taking the Christine argument, applying it to Janelle. And Janelle's like, well, that's why I had to get such a tiny tree because I have to be able to, it's travel size. I have to take it to the B&B with me because that's where I'll be enjoying Christmas with my children. Plus, Cody should know by now, size doesn't matter to Janelle, (laughs) right? (laughs) Probably. So that's the first thing that ticks him off, that she's going to be taking this tree. It's a travel tree. And she's going to be setting it up at the B&B. A travel tree at the B&B. And not the B&B you're thinking about. Not the mayor B&B. Just another B&B in Flagstaff. In Flagstaff. That's what's brutal, is that you're renting a house to have Christmas with your family in the town that you live in with the rest of your family, but you're not meeting up with that side of the family. No, they're about 15 minutes away. Rightfully so. I would say it was kind of going fine. He got a little annoyed. Then it seemed like he recovered. 
the B&B family being separate during Christmas, you're going to ruin Robin's Christmas. So he was probably kind of trying to hold that in. He was processing that. He was hiding it okay. He could keep this conversation going. What are the logistics? What is this going to look like? Until Janelle mentions that Christine is sharing the B&B with them. They're going to spend Christmas there, just Janelle and her and her kids. And then Christine's going to come down a few days after Christmas and spend a few days there with them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And Cody's not coming over to the B&B. He's got a house already. Which is not a sore subject for Janelle at all at this point. Right, because the boys asked, is Cody going to come to the B&B? Of course fucking not. The answer is no, if He's, Christine is there. He can't. Well, aside from Christine. Christine is helping to pay for this B&B. I cannot be associated with this. <laughs> Christine won't even be there not for until, Christmas Day. Not until after Christmas, but he's still not going to go. Well, the problem is, if he went, then Robin and her kids would feel excluded. Don't you think that's the problem? I think it's because Cody doesn't want to face any of the consequences because he knows that real conversations would happen and he's just trying to avoid that at all costs. I guess, but isn't this the perfect solution? Since they're all worried that the boys are going to get in a fight with Cody and it's going to ruin Robin and her kids' Christmas, why doesn't Cody just spend part of Christmas with them and then go and spend part of the Christmas with Janelle and her kids? And if they get into a fight there, they get into a fight there. It ruins Janelle and Christine's... Well, Christine won't be there. Well, Christine won't be there. It'll ruin Janelle and her kids' Christmas, but not Robin's Christmas. And isn't that what Robin wants anyway? But then Cody would be upset, and then he would come storming home, and then you know he would ruin Robin's Christmas too. You're right, because he has to be jolly through New Year's. Uh, That's the deal. (laughs) If he wants to get those virgin earlobes back, that's the deal. He still hasn't done it. And he's not going to come to the house. That's made very clear. They're not going to come to his house. And then it starts an argument again about what the requirement was for them to get together for the holidays. He wants to talk to them, but then he can't double back on what was already said because Janelle gave the initial instruction, which was the apology statement, and the kids weren't doing that. And so now Cody has downgraded it to just a conversation because he wants to clear the air before they actually get together. Again, cool. That's great. But maybe don't have Janelle facilitate that part of the conversation if you want to reach out directly to your kids and say this is what it is i know i talked with mom about this i'm looking to forego that and change it from your terms he's still putting all of this on janelle which janelle is letting him know this is really annoying that you're placing all of this on me you're making it my responsibility why don't you call them cody why don't you be the fucking patriarch that you claim to be how is this all phone and call your kids how is this all my fault (laughs) I kind of get the feeling that as soon as she told the boys that they had to issue an apology to Cody and Robin, that they were like, fuck them. I feel like they've already said they want nothing to do with them ever again, but she doesn't want to say that to Cody, that the kids have written him off. So she just keeps going back to saying, well, you told me that they had to give you an apology and they know that. And now I can't just say that you don't want an apology anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can. You could. But they're probably so upset that they don't want to hear anything else that that Cody has to say. Right. It's all just empty, hollow words like it's always been from their dad. So I think the problem here, Cody is wanting just the unwavering support because this is all Janelle's fault because she never supported Cody's stand on COVID. And Janelle then realizes that she's just being yelled at for everything that Christine was yelled at about 
and previously Mary had been yelled at about. She finally understands the game. Now it's clicking. Cody just says these things to wives before he kicks them to the curb. And it's her turn now. Well, he doesn't kick them to the curb. He forces them out the door, leaves them locked outside until they call a cab and leave on their own accord. <laughs> is kind of the, So they abandon him. They abandoned him in that scenario. Don't you dare say I abandoned them. Take that word back. <laughs> he feels like Janelle is gaslighting him about what happened during COVID. Which is wild because this is just Janelle pushing back. This is Janelle responding to things that Cody is claiming, which are completely ridiculous. And then things get dirty in this fight because they start confronting each other about things that were being said in season 16. Because that season started airing right before Thanksgiving. So they've seen the trailers. I'm pretty sure that Cody calls Janelle the Teflon Queen in the trailer. And even if he didn't, I'm sure Gabe probably brought that up in conversation with Janelle at some point to give or, her a heads up. Yeah. Or the producers that they had her react to it, which could have been in the season, but that was so long ago now. So they're fighting about a whole bunch of COVID stuff because Janelle was expected to kick Gabe and Garrison out to the curb during a global pandemic when they were trying to save for houses and get settled in locally in Flagstaff. She feels like Cody put her in an impossible position to pick between him or their children. And that's what's crazy is then Cody is going on and completely invalidating every single thing that Janelle is bringing up. Oh, so we've learned a lot from the one big mistake we made with Christine. Yeah, right? Which was not validating her feelings. Because he is actively flipping the script on Janelle to put a reason behind all of these horrible things that Janelle is saying you're putting me in this situation, and this is a terrible spot to be in. And he's saying, well, this is why. It's because you didn't do this. You didn't listen to me, and you didn't back me up. You made fun of me. You mocked me and See, my COVID rules? That's where I'm saying I feel like he's a narcissist because the thing that upset him the most was that he got made fun of on a national platform. It was embarrassing. So now this is the Spider-Man meme where it's the gaslighting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the gaslighting. You're gaslighting me, man. And no, you're gaslighting me. They're both pointing their fingers at one another. They're sitting on a couch. That is, it's not a couch. It's a love seat. It's like an Ikea love seat. It is the smallest couch ever manufactured. They are one foot apart from each other, pointing in each other's faces. Oh, but then Janelle makes the critical mistake. She takes a shot at Robin. Oh, I don't think it was a mistake. Well, I think she decided to burn it down. <laughs> I think this was just the call out to specifically say Robin's name at this point. It was bad because then you're just giving Cody ammo because now he's flipping it on her again because you can see him shut down. As soon as she mentions Robin's name, mm -hmm. now he's out for blood. But he's used to this because this is what happens. He gets in fights with his wives and then they drag Robin into it because – She's a co-conspirator. That's that's why they're upset. And he goes back and tells them they're jealous. So when she said, but you and Robin are the paragons of honesty and perfection, right? That sets him off. Well, and she was trying to point out there's more to this. It's not just COVID because now you're focusing about COVID. But I think that's what was so confusing. They're fighting about so many things right now that it's hard to keep track of what is what. Well, they're to the point where they have so much resentment built up towards one another. I don't know how you continue to have a relationship because this is what your fights are going to be like, where you're fighting about one topic, but there's like five layers below it. And Cody doesn't want to dig that far because there's accountability 
under those layers. So he just glazes right past that again. Yeah, we're we're going to skip over that. We're, we're not going to even acknowledge no. the idea that this could be deeper than COVID. Uh-uh. And that's what it is, is now everybody's pinning this on Robin. It's exaggeration and it's lies, lies and deceit. So that's always a good way to de-escalate a conversation is to point in someone's face and just say, you're a liar. You are lying. <laughs> well, and she points back and says, and you're manipulating. <laughs> well, yeah. So now this is where with Cody starting off with accusations, Janelle firing back. Now you have to prove your case because everything that you say, Cody's going to invalidate. So that puts you immediately on, you have to prove everything that you're saying. But Cody can counter, and he doesn't need to provide any evidence for his claims, which is very, very convenient. You can tell, too, at this point, Janelle was fired up at first. Now he starts lobbing accusations at her, and she's starting to shut down a little bit. She's not responding to everything. It's kind of like she's in a fight with Mary. And this is the point where he loses his shit completely, and he breaks the fourth wall, which is something we pretty much never see happen on Sister Wives, especially like mid-argument. He acknowledges that the cameras are here. And while he's yelling in her face, because this is a thing he likes to do, he scoots a little closer to her on the love seat. He stares into the camera while also pointing at it. At us. At at us. At me. (laughs) I felt so violated here. And he yells, tell the whole world and they'll go hang out with your buddy, Christine. I honestly, at this point, I would not be able to take him seriously if he was yelling at me like this, because he kind of did for a second. But with his sunglasses that kept sliding off the back of his head, and then (laughs) in mid-yelling, he's trying to casually just catch them and like pull them back up onto his head the entire time, whatever point he's trying to make. So that just takes me right out of the argument. I'm so distracted by that at this point. It was funny. <laughs> but that sometimes enrages people even more when you laugh at oh, them yeah. in an argument. Yeah. You deserved it. It's not yeah out of the norm for me, though, to escalate in that way. <laughs> he lists all the amazing things that he's done for the family. And then it all fell apart the minute that he shrugged off carrying responsibility on his back. Because this is an argument from Robin's lips that we've been hearing. That Cody has been holding so much on his shoulders, he has had so much to bear, and he needed a break. And when he took a break, everyone took advantage of it, and the family fell apart because nobody was able to pick up the pieces for him. Because Robin read Atlas Shrugged, and she finally knows what that means now. (laughs) I don't know. It's a metaphor! (laughs) But did Cody do that because he just didn't want to be a plural husband anymore? That's Janelle's theory. Janelle's knocking on that door now, and... uh, That's where Cody takes that personally, because he's not pushing Janelle out the door. What would ever give you that idea that he's trying to push Janelle out of this marriage? Because Janelle's like, look, I know your style. I know what your moves are. You did this to Mary. You did this to Christine. Now you're doing it to me. I see what's happening here. I've been here the whole time watching you do it to other people. That's the unfortunate circumstance of plural marriage. And Christine has told me some of the things that you said. When we were talking about it. But then Cody has to get defensive. Didn't I show up here? Yeah, because the cameras are here today. That's another thing that would piss me off. Because she says at one point in the conversation that he hasn't even called them. He's been gone for a week. He doesn't come here. He doesn't visit. Nothing. But he does show up the day the cameras are there to film. And this is where the infantile responses start coming up from Cody's side. Where Janelle will be saying something and he's just 
repeatedly shouting, I did not, I did not, I did not, over her while she's speaking. So we have seriously departed from constructive conversation at this point. No, and we're dragging the conversation way down into the mud when Cody then questions if Janelle ever really co-parented with him. Yeah, why is Christine your co-parent? Um, probably because you were never there. I was going to say, big mistake, bro. Yeah. Why would you even go there and bring that up? It was because you were fucking absent and they had to parent together. More lies, according to Cody. Those are lies. It's very clear. He attacked her bond with Christine. So she goes after Robin. And this is where Cody then has to defend his bow. Every polygamous woman makes that excuse ever. So he's... Again, invalidating Janelle's experience that's happening right now, because that's what every polygamous woman says. It's always rooted back in jealousy because women are jealous creatures. They're just fighting really dirty at this point. It's not going to turn out good, which is very clear. They're still fighting about the initial mix up because it's just this conversation is going in complete circles. And every lap that we take, we're just getting more and more upset. Every single time. So everybody's just getting so fired up. They're still fighting about where Janelle wasn't sure if Cody was still demanding for an apology or Cody's getting upset that the boys are blaming Robin for all the COVID rules and the separation of the family. So we're just going back and forth. Cody's sunglasses are still flying off his head. It's everything's just happening on repeat. There have been eight mentions so far of the term gaslit. Back and forth. They're just flinging it around. We're circling around. And then now we start talking about apologies because Cody has to defend himself. I even apologized for that, which he clearly did not (laughs) because Janelle's like, I have never heard you apologize for anything ever. (laughs) They're even arguing about who used the term gaslit first. And technically, based on what was showed on this scene from the editing. It was Cody who used it first, but that Janelle's like, yeah, I was more than prepared to talk about gaslighting before entering this conversation with you today. <laughs> that was her good burn. I, was I knew I was going to have to use that word. Today. I was ready to talk about gaslighting. You today. may have said it first, but I knew it was going to come up in the conversation. Right. He's trying to wrap things up at this point. It's too hot of a conversation to resolve. And then he makes a sharp fucking turn. Because it seemed like, all right, very good. We're acknowledging that everybody's too upset. We're not able to have a conversation. We should part ways now. But then he has to put that last jab out there. I don't expect to see anyone at Christmas time, which in translation actually means I don't want to see anybody especially, at Christmas. Especially you, Janelle, for betraying me. And then he blames her again for cheating him out of contact with his family. Which is, wow, wow. (laughs) So that was, because Janelle's like, dude, if you want to talk about this with your kids, go ask them. You have a phone. They have phones. You know where they live. You think that your adult children are mad at you because of stuff that I am saying to them and I am coercing them into being upset with you? You have done that yourself. I did not have to add any fuel to that fire. He refuses to acknowledge that, though. It's just, it's not going to compute in his brain. Go ask them. But he he will never do that because he'll get way too much truth in a short amount of time. And he's not ready for that. 
That really pisses Janelle off, the comment about cheating him out of contact with his family. So they're arguing. He keeps interrupting her as soon as she starts trying to talk. So she points at him and tells him to shut his fucking mouth and let her talk for a minute. And so this is the line for Cody because it's no, 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 no. I'm finishing my hot water and then I'm out of here. That's it. I'm going to have one more glass of hot water and I'm leaving. One more sip. He really had to tip that thing too. I don't think there was much left in there. Maybe he should travel with a thermos. (laughs) I think he needs one. So you can blow out of a fight. Look, we're never going to co-parent the kids. There is no partnership between you and me. I've been doing this alone the whole time. Cody, me, myself, and I, I have shouldered this weight for far too long. That is his take and his assessment at the end of this conversation. Wow. (laughs) Don't you also think it's weird that he keeps saying co-parent the kids? Co-parent. It's like he learned that word on these divorce forums and he's applying it to his relationships with his non-Robin wives. Because, of course, do you think he refers to what they do as co-parenting or just parenting? Well, then you would have to refer to what he's doing with Christine and Janelle and Mary as no parenting. (laughs) I think that's the word you're looking for. I was not expecting that defense, though, that this has all been Cody's all alone without Janelle's support. And the only reason we're here is because of me. And so now good luck to the rest of you. She yells at him to stay and talk, but she doesn't get up from the couch. She's not that invested in getting him to stay. I wouldn't either at this point. I'd be like, oh, well, you just oh, wait. No, don't go. Stop. (laughs) And he's not going to. Because you're not listening. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The cadence and the phrasing that was going on that Cody was choosing to do. Uh, no. Like, (laughs) just 14-year-old teenage boy. Emotionally emotionally unintelligent. stunted and just still there. He still fights like that. So that's the thing is Robin's afraid of having family fights. And it's like sometimes you need to have fights like this. Sometimes you need to air this stuff out. if. The fights are constructive. This is not a constructive fight. Cody is not a good fighter when it comes to these types of conversations because he says things to belittle and squash everybody else down so that way they feel worse than he feels because you know there's a level of guilt that's here. He knows he's culpable for this. That's why he keeps accusing Janelle of culpability. It's all these things that she's overlooking Those are the things that he's upset with himself and his shortcomings in those conversations. His ego can't take it. He cannot handle that, so he has to put it on Janelle. So she yells, fuck you, as he slams the door. And, I mean, he really, really slammed the door. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. And I'm not going to. Goodbye. I thought he was going to hit her with a, he's an adult, bye-bye. I thought it was a a bye-bye that was coming. (laughs) But we just ended it with a goodbye instead. And I didn't know if I was more scared when Cody broke the fourth wall or when Janelle turned to the producers and said, shut it down. (laughs) Shut it off. Yeah. (laughs) Janelle's ending after the door slam to just sit in silence, heavy sigh, and then calmly state, shut it off. (laughs) (laughs) And crew scrambles to get the fuck out of there. They're like, oh, my God. Did you see, too, when they turned around, they got the shot of the bedroom? I was like, damn, this is the smallest apartment. (laughs) They were literally standing basically in the bedroom doorway. They were right in there. (laughs) Had to get the shot. 
Which begs to question again, why are we not filming in the Shira Chateau if we are in such small proximity, close proximity to one another in this apartment? Close quarters with Cody. So yeah, I don't know if it's still just to pretend like we're protecting Rora, Rora from the Rona because the, the dirty film crew might bring in the Rona. But not at Janelle's house. But not at Janelle's house. That's fine. Because Cody can't bring it from one house to the other. No, he can't catch it and transmit it. Again, we've established fathers cannot transmit (laughs) coronavirus. All right. Let's pick back up after the fight. Janelle's still rattled and she's kind of worried. (laughs) What's going to happen to me? Because it felt like there was this finality to this fight. It really felt like this is the last fight we're ever going to have and we're done with each other. So she's already thinking, what are my plans moving forward All of my assets are tied up in Coyote Pass, which we are not building on. Do I still want to build on this land that I have all of my money tied up in right now? Can we talk about the flashback to the fight when she mentioned it, though? Oh, my God. Yeah, because we literally flashed back to 10 minutes ago in the show. Not even. Before a commercial break. It was the end of the fight when he goes to get the drink. It was the end of the fight. (laughs) But Janelle thought about this long and hard. She gave herself 30 minutes. (laughs) To go ahead and cool off from this fight that they just had, this confrontation. And then she goes ahead and gives Cody a call and says, go ahead and grab your stuff. You're out of here. Where was the film crew? I don't care if Janelle kicked you out of the apartment. Why were you not in the parking lot? I needed to see Cody walk down the stairs with his boxes. Well, we come to find out what Cody was doing immediately after his conversation with Janelle. So I guess we'll see in a couple minutes here. But oh, this is so what- he didn't come get them yet. Oh, I don't think he came and got anything yet, but she was basically saying she hit him. Yeah, she hit him with the Christine move where your stuff's in the garage. Because how many things does Cody have? Probably like one nightstand. Yeah, wasn't he upset that he couldn't fit his books in his nightstand or some shit like that? All of his books. (laughs) Just leave the nightstand outside. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your shit. (laughs) I don't have time to get a box. We're done. I want it out of here. Is this a world record for most wives lost in a short period of time? We're probably getting close, right? King Cody the Eighth. (laughs) more than nathan hasn't lost uh any to decapitation yet which is good (laughs) but mary be careful yeah you never know mary gotta be careful just going out into the woods randomly with cody and a kill kit in the trunk you gotta be careful mary's more of an anna cleaves to me some people get that joke okay (laughs) (laughs) the truth is janelle doesn't want to see him anymore She's over it. She knows he's not going to end things with her. She's going to have to be the one to make the decision to end the relationship. So this is where yeah, Janelle has recognized there's this pattern of behavior that Cody keeps going through. He's just going to ignore and push away a wife until she decides that it's time to leave. Because if he told them that he wanted a divorce, that would reflect poorly on him. Which I would argue this method ain't working that great. <laughs> In that department either. I would say if you were just honest with your wives up front and said, hey, I don't feel like this is working out. Rather than emotionally torture them for years. Yeah. (laughs) I think that people might have had a better impression of you as a person. You know, in hindsight, that might not have been the best route to go. What is she going to do, though? She's got no monies. She's living in this little apartment They bought the property. All her money went into that. And the real kicker of this whole thing is that they have to pay the property off by the end of the loan term. It's a private mortgage or they are going to lose the land. So she stands to lose the money that she sunk into this property. And it has been minutes 
since she officially separated from Cody. So now it's time to bust open the accounting books and we're going to air this out a little bit because we got some shit going on. That's all the problems. It's all tied up in that. I still am holding on to the hope that that home equity line of credit that Cody and Robin took out sometime around when this is happening was to pay off the property or give Janelle money back. To pay Janelle out of her share. Because we're seeing she's pretty sure that she doesn't want to be involved with them anymore. She's out of this family. Which is really scary to think about if they're still trying to pay off that land because we know what happens towards the end of this season with Mary leaving. And that means that they're going to be down to just Cody and Robin's income eventually to pay back that mortgage. It's not looking too good. None of this really matters to Cody, though, because he's got four acres in a house. So he's just chilling out with Robin. They got their million-dollar house. Everything's cool. That they're letting fall into disrepair. Yeah, that's fine, because, of course, he has a house to house his children. Not Savannah, but, Not you know, that child. Not that one. Or truly, because she doesn't have a bedroom in that house either. But look, Cody tried to get Janelle to buy a house. But she just bought a little too much into the fantasy of Coyote Pass. And that she's he just, sold to her. Yeah. That fantasy that he sold. Well, I kept talking it up as this thing that was going to be so great for us all to do. And she was really invested in that. But she shouldn't. She should have known better than to listen to any of Cody's ideas. <laughs> so that's kind of on her. Meanwhile, in Salt Lake City, Christine is continuing to foster relationships with the older children by jumping on none other Then Zoom calls. She is here doing a video call with Garrison to help him make rolls. It's a roll call, (laughs) I suppose, if you will. Another one. How many of these happened during the holidays? A couple few, at least, that we got to see as part of the canon episodes for season 18. Robin is going to be so pissed when she sees how quickly they were able to just jump on a Zoom call together. I wonder... How many times Robin has asked Christine for the recipe and Christine (laughs) has just politely refused to share that information, but then now is sharing that information with literally so many people who are no longer part of the family in Robin and Cody's eyes. Well, it is Cody's mom's recipe. Well, then Cody should be handing that down to the people that he loves and cares about. But I bet you he doesn't even know that that's where it came from. I don't think he knows. I just like Christine's outside looking in perspective on this of just how fucked up everything is because she's been removed from this now and it's only gotten worse so she's like yeah this is (laughs) man i left at the right time still still good on that decision no regrets but things like this little zoom call are really indicating to christine that good things are coming she's going to remain in chanel's kids lives which was something that was really important to her and amazingly Something that she is able to manage while Cody is not able to establish relationships with his adult children. Well, it was scary because Christine was leaving the family. She wasn't sure how everybody's reactions were going to be. So it is very comforting to know, yes, she can still be a part of this. They're going to spend all this time around Christmas doing all of their regular Christmas traditions like normal. They don't need anybody else in the family to do that. They don't need Cody and Robin button in on that. Speaking of... Cody and Robin roll up to Mary's house where they are all sitting outside again. Well, they're not all sitting outside because Robin has picked a power move (laughs) to go ahead and not sit down for this conversation at all. Mary is seated 
Cody is seated across from the little fire pit area too, but Robin is just lurking, just standing there. Interesting, since we know she's a just sitting there kind of gal. Yeah, not today. And what are we here for? To talk about family holiday plans again. Well, Cody was coming in hot. He allegedly came straight from Janelle's house, where they were not talking about holiday plans. They were throwing rocks at glass houses together. Well, not together. Against each other, opposite sides of a glass house, no man's land. Mary was able to pick up on the fact that something was not great the minute they walk in because she's like, she makes a joke about the vibe that they're bringing in with them. I believe she described it as womp wah, <laughs> which she knows that energy very well. That bringing that biggie or energy. She's picking up on it. And she's starting to get a little weirded out because they're having these weird attitudes. And then she finds out that Janelle is not spending the holidays with them. She can't figure out how she may be the last one standing. Aside from Robin, of course. Right, out of the three. Who Robin is just trying to figure out at this point. She doesn't care about Janelle and the fight or anything that happened there. Her question is, what does this mean? Is Christmas canceled? It means two down, one to go, Robin. (laughs) It means that the true irony here is that the woman who always patted herself on the back for saving Christmas in this family has officially destroyed the family right before Christmas. (laughs) That's the bitter irony here, the poetic justice of it all. He tells them what happened with this fight with Janelle, and his interpretation of the argument was, it was a blame game about who was responsible for the family being split during COVID, which, you know, is going to set Robin off. We didn't even know what we were yelling at. We were just yelling. That's, yeah. So Mary was like, oh, yeah, those are constructive fights. (laughs) I'm familiar with those ones. I know those. It's been a while, though. Then Cody gets real dramatic about the situation, right? We're going to have us on the one side spending Christmas together. And then we've got Janelle and Christine and their kids. And they're spending Christmas together. We're split into two groups. And Robin, you have to give her some credit. Sometimes some of these brain cells fire off. And she says, they're not really two groups, though, because Christine isn't spending Christmas with Janelle. There's three groups, Cody. Oh. Yeah, well, whatever. No, there's still only two groups for Cody. It's the ones who are with me and the ones who are against me. I love how Mary tried to steer the conversation, too. She was like, okay, so you had a fight with Janelle. Have you tried talking to the boys? No. No, he says. He he has, but no one will answer their phone. He claims, uh, yeah, I reached out to everybody. You know, basically everybody. It was like, (laughs) I would love to see. Can you unlock your phone, sir? I would love to see the messages that you left. Then Mary's starting to think, you know what? I might want to haul up in my house alone. She's getting the red flags out. I think I might have a better time drinking at the fajita cantina in the privacy of my own home than hanging out with these two. Maybe I can call Christine and she can walk me through that roll recipe. (laughs) (laughs) This is all a coordinated effort by Christine and Janelle to undermine Cody as the head of the family. That is the conspiracy that is happening here. Oh, it's a lot bigger than you think, Mary. You have (laughs) no idea what's going on. This goes all the way to the top. (laughs) (laughs) To the deep state. (laughs) Because Mary's asking for clarification. Really? Because it sounds like Cody's 
interpreting this where he's saying that, oh, everybody else is making up a story about me and they're talking to each other about him, but they're not talking to him. And Mary has to butt in and raise her hand and say, but it sounded like from the brief conversation that I was involved in, sounded like that Janelle did not want to be in the middle of this communication. So that doesn't really go along with that. It sounds like the opposite of what Janelle was talking about. Does you know, you understand what I'm saying? And Cody's like, well, that's just a lie. Those are lies. <laughs> that's what that is. It's the answer to everything. It's yeah, a lie. It's a lie. It, this does not help my case. So it's a lie. Then he begrudgingly suggests that they do Christmas Eve at Mary's house and Christmas day at Robin's. Because he doesn't want to spend Christmas with anybody who's colluding <laughs> against him. Because Janelle is colluding with her kids and colluding with Christine. And Mary knows that Cody barely knows what collusion is. So she's starting to put together, okay, he thinks that it means that everyone else is ganging up on him. That he's being forced out of his head role, head of the family. But not really though, right? Certainly not here, because then she asks Cody if she should invite Janelle and her kids over for Christmas Eve. Looking for his stamp of approval, to which he turns back the question on her. I don't know, Mary. What do you think you should do? Oh, that was a tricky one. This is the test. Another litmus test, loyalty test here for Mary to pass or fail. Oh, the Christmas plan, too. Because Christmas Eve, it's usually at Mary's. But it's usually everybody all together. And then they do Christmas Day at Robin's, which we saw last year. Remember, everybody gets the hideous jammies from Mary. She used to make them. Back when there was... The Americana Craft Room. Americana Craft Room. Yeah, not the amount of people in the family. That was what she blamed it on, why she doesn't do that anymore. But I think we kind of know. She lost her crafting room. That was the deal breaker. We're getting a little honesty from Mary now because she does tell Cody and Robin that she kind of feels like the third will and doesn't really know what she's supposed to do. Did you like the Robin look too? She shot a look at Cody when Mary asked, well, should I invite everyone? And there was a quick turn... To look at Cody, and that's when he had to flip it back on her about Christmas Eve specifically. What are we doing for this? Because Robin has to coach Mary along. Kind of sounds like it would be a bad idea. (laughs) The right answer is no. I hope you pick the correct answer between (laughs) yes and no. And Robin's making that pretty clear by dropping clues like, it's going to be pretty scary thinking about them coming over to the house. It's going to be a lot of yucky energy. A Christmas Eve. Mary's in a hard spot, is she not? Oh, this is a rock and a hard place, for sure. She has to prove her commitment to the family to improve her standings with Cody. So that means she has to align herself with Cody and Robin. But she doesn't really feel like she fits into their group because their group is a family. A family that she's not really part of. She's just kind of your weird aunt who shows up for random holidays. And then on the other side is Janelle and Christine and their kids. And Janelle and Christine, I don't know if you know, they don't really like Mary. They're not really Mary fans. (laughs) So she doesn't really fit into that group either. She kind of liked just having everyone come together and fading into the background. But look, if I could get my Christmas wish, Cody and the boys would get this all figured out before Christmas and we would do it all together. That's if I had my wish. (laughs) Of course. 
God didn't grant you a rental and God's not going to grant you that either. No, we're, we're skipping right over that one on that list. So then Robin has to ask Mary if this is her final answer. Should <laughs> Would you do- like to lock it in? <laughs> yeah. Or do you need to, do you need to use a lifeline? Should- Would you like to phone a friend? I'd suggest Cody. <laughs> Robin's also trying to lead Cody to the answer she wants because she reminds him, remember last year it really seemed like you were struggling to be around everybody. So that's nice to know. They had their their family Christmas together, and Cody really didn't enjoy it because he was busy sulking about the relationships that he was angry about. And so that's why Cody just wants to be around people who want to be around him. Nobody else. That list is getting pretty short. It's Yeah, it's rapidly declining. And Mary's like, am I on that list? Am I still? Can I get an updated copy <laughs> of the list just to be sure? The dark irony of this is that his kids are mad at him because they wanted to be around him and he didn't spend time with them. There's not an investment in their relationship. It's only for Robin and her kids. But boy, Robin really did put up a fight to hold Cody's feet to the fire here to fix that relationship with Janelle, though. Didn't she? Boy, howdy. What a campaign there. Well, maybe you should go over there and say we're talking about this. Our number one empath the best communicator in the family, and this was what she was able to deliver. No, 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 we're done. No, um, he's going to put off talking to Janelle again because he seems to know the next conversation is going to be a breakup. He's got to go pick his shit up, so he's not going to go over there. He already has a missed call and a voicemail from her, and he knows that's probably not good. This is also passive-aggressive. He's going to leave his stuff there, even though she instructed him to come pick it up. I would donate it. Send it to Goodwill. Yeah, I'd put a timer on that. Like You could go find this stuff. I'd say if it's not gone by this time, it's going to be gone. So It's in a bargain bin at the Salvation Army somewhere. It's up to you. So what's the final verdict from Mary? Are you going to invite everybody? Like, I guess not. No? (laughs) It's a long pause and then a probably not because (laughs) they've made it abundantly clear that you need not invite those traitors. To this holiday celebration. Cody just wants to run away from everyone because they're being so uncool. Yeah, it's just like bad vibes, man. It's like they're really harsh in my buzz. He was having a real Countess Luann moment there. Don't be like all uncool. (laughs) So this is where Mary was trying her best to not pick sides, but she's kind of picking a side because you have to align your loyalty somewhere in this family dynamic, the way that it's structured now. This wouldn't be a problem if Cody's own family didn't trigger him. Yeah, nobody feels safe anymore. And then we get hit with more burning bridge metaphors, which then I was just reminded, remember when Cody was telling Mary that he wouldn't cross a burning bridge to save her? (laughs) How can we forget? That was cool. Will this bridge be strong enough to hold up or will it burn down? That is the question that we're left with. Next episode. Cody confides in a friend who has also gone through a polygamous divorce. He contemplates giving up on plural marriage. While Janelle is still reeling from the huge fight she had with Cody, the family once again celebrates Christmas separately. Can we just get back to the way it should be, Cody-less? I need a Justice for Savannah campaign to be started. Man, she's really getting the shit deal. The fact that this man is not going to go out of his way to call his daughter, who is just caught up in the crossfire of this situation, 
Because he's punishing her too. I know. I know. That's that's his style. That's the move. And I did like how Nathan knows Janelle will not be the last wife to suffer. This is far. Get ready, Robin. This is far from over. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.